0: No planners were hurt in the making of this episode. In fact, my friends, I have the cutest planner in the world. It's teeny tiny and it's gorgeous. My husband bought it for me for Christmas a couple of years ago. And it's one of those ones where you can put your own infill paper bits in so I can customize it. You've seen me share it previously in episode 55 about my tracking habit and my little trackers I buy from that website and I put them into my planner. Anyway, the problem with planners Is that if we don't have a practice and a system for using them, they're just a fancy notebook or a diary filled with dreams and lists and want to do's, which is like a want to be, but it's a to do. You're never going to do it, but it feels good to get dressed up and put it in your diary. Welcome back. Super freak today. I'm diving into some talk about productivity, not what you think. This is not about like how to get more done, right? We're at the beginning of the year and I know so many of you will probably have already made plans for the year, but I have to ask, do you ever notice that there are projects that are always on your to-do list that never seem to get done? Like maybe you want to write a book or maybe there's a trip that you want to plan, or there's a someday thing that you want to do. Big things that you just can't seem to get done. Maybe it's, I don't know, decluttering your shed or your garage. They're not urgent or maybe they're a little bit too big or they're too overwhelming. Or maybe you have all of the planners and organizers and wall charts and even like systems in place, but you just can't seem to get yourself organized like you still feel overwhelmed maybe you underestimate how long things are going to take by a country mile like i do maybe you map it all out and then you leave no space for change or spontaneous new things or something going wrong or dare i even say it rest no today i am not going to give you a hack for getting more done because you know why because if i do show you i know what you will do You'll make more time, you'll get more productive, you'll have more time, and then you will fill it with other dumb stuff that you don't need to do. The problem is not usually that we can't get a lot done. The problem is that it feels like we're running up that hill all the time. Overwhelm, stress, anxiety, because we keep filling up the time that we have with other things, it's not prioritized, and we don't actually slow down to just check in and see if what we're doing matters, if it's what we wanna be doing it feels like you can hardly catch a breath sometimes. And without that ability to stop, we have no idea how to change it. We just look up and it's July and then we look up again and it's December. So back in about 2011 or maybe even earlier, you will have heard me mention this before in different places. I read this book called Getting Things Done by David Allen. Really good book, but it was written before we were all using computers and smartphones and things like he's got these amazing systems for processing inboxes and actually getting things done and not just dealing with piles and piles and piles of like other people's agendas but it was really linked to filing cabinets and stuff like that anyway funny story when I read the book I thought it was so amazing I decided to do my own getting things done filing system thing and I did it on a spreadsheet And I would spend like hours and hours pouring over this spreadsheet, like moving tasks from one part of the spreadsheet to another to keep them in the right spaces for projects and things. And in 2013, I moved to Santiago, Chile for a little while. I spent some time in an entrepreneurial boot camp, an incubator, and I met my friend Alberto. And Alberto said to me, oh, you've read Getting Things Done. Can I come over and show you this software that I have that I want to coach people on because I really love the Getting Things Done system and I think that can be applied with this software and I think you might love it. And I was like, sure. So he came over to my apartment in Chile and he sat down and like took me through this software called OmniFocus, which is the software version of what I had been doing manually. It was like the Getting Things Done system in a piece of software And he sat down in my kitchen and explained it all to me. And I was like, this is phenomenal. I want to show you something. And I pulled out my computer and showed him my clunky little spreadsheet. And he laughed and laughed and laughed. He's like, oh, my God, you designed this software. (laughs) You've been doing it manually. So funny story. I will never forget that moment because I tend to do that. I invent little things on my own and then don't realize that it already exists. But anyway, so I used OmniFocus after a while. It was like $80 a year and it didn't actually do anything for me. Like I loved the getting things done system, but I wasn't finding that I was actually getting things done. And then when I signed up to the software I still wasn't getting things done. I was just pouring things into my inbox, like emptying my thoughts all the time into this thing, but they weren't actually happening. They weren't doing anything. So maybe you can relate to that sense of wannabe in your planner. You write down all the ideas and they just don't go anywhere from there. It's like, what do we do with them? And what I realized was that I was missing the main business of the getting things done system. I was missing the whole point of what it was. I was missing how you actually get things done. And the main key to it You see, we all have great systems for getting things done on our own. We all have our little frog eating ways of doing things and we can make tweaks here and there and it helps and we all have different brains and we all have different preferences, right? The biggest thing that changed my life after learning that and it still didn't work in the last 10 years was this, doing a weekly review. Now, what do I mean by a weekly review? I'm going to give you the exact steps to doing this in this episode, so stay tuned. But I mean every single week or as often and regular as it feels right for you, dedicating an hour or two to the reset, clearing out your inboxes, clearing the decks, clearing your desk, looking back at what was done, celebrating what was done, looking at what worked, looking at what didn't, looking ahead, what's to come, how will you do it differently, adjusting, planning, learning from the past and assimilating those lessons Now, you've heard me bang on about this so many times right there's that beautiful metaphor of if a plane takes off and it's one degree off course by the time it has been flying for a certain number of hours it will just end up in a completely different country but because a plane is mostly off course and just constantly course correcting they end up exactly where they're meant to go and that's like us too we don't have to be on track all the time but if we're regularly checking in and course correcting that's how we end up going where it is that we want to go it's not that we can't have distractions or we can't have challenges kids getting sick us getting sick life getting in the way house getting messy and spontaneous things coming up whatever it's that life happens and we don't let it be a distraction but we let it guide us to coming back and really realigning where it is that we want to go on the regular so David Allen suggests it in the book And I literally did not do it once until I worked with a coach who wanted me to review my actual progress every week. And it was honestly the worst at first. I resisted it every week. I dragged myself kicking and screaming to the computer. It took me like a full four months to really get the value of it. And this is something we also really focus on in the Fierce Salon. So you can coach yourself. That's the most important thing. But in the beginning, I was like, ugh another chore to do that doesn't make me money. Well, it does actually, because if you're doing it right, you'll nail what you're meant to be focusing on without getting distracted. And the weekly review will curb that distraction. So anyway, after a few short months, I had this practice of diving in and reviewing what worked and what didn't. It was like, After a karate tournament, sitting down with my coach and going, well, this is the performance. Like, what did you do well and what did you not do well? Instead of just ignoring it, hoping it's better next time. It's the same as what we do in every other area of our lives when we want to perform at our peak. Athletes will review the game. People who are in business will review the launch or the whatever. In relationships, anytime you're stretched and you go into therapy, you start to review what's happening, what's worked and what hasn't. It's just a healthy practice, right? So... I could start to see over time where I was repeating the same habits week on week on week. And I started to be able to quite easily make changes because I could see consciously what used to be unconscious and I was tracking them. It was very, very obvious when I was tracking them. I could see how much I was accomplishing. I stopped beating myself up about the pile of stuff there was always ahead of me to do and it completely changed my life. Now, I never used OmniFocus again. That software is buried deep in an old computer somewhere with a huge pile of I don't know what in the inbox, but I use different software today and you don't even have to use software, but it's so cool to think, having a regular practice to just go through what those crazy wild hair-brained ideas are that we come up with that we can't just deal with in the moment and then either actioning them or leaving them for another day. So nowadays, I do a very different kind of weekly review than what was suggested in the book, right? With a combination of a few tasks from the getting things done system, as well as me asking myself the self-coaching questions. And I'll link you to a spreadsheet that I've shared for a really long time, which is my weekly review spreadsheet with a bunch of questions on it. And you can make them your own. We've had hundreds of people doing this all around the world every Friday for years and years and years. If you'd like that, you can get it for free at the link and you can make that your own as well. So I'm going to give you the overall idea of it and what I do, and you can take this and make it your own. But the reason I'm sharing this is because I think the concept of a weekly review is amazing, but understanding the exact steps and following them is what's going to change your life. So here's what I do. And again, I'm gonna share some images. Well, I'm gonna share a screenshot of what the list is that I'm sharing. And I have it in my Todoist, which is an app that I like to use. I have a combination of the Todoist app or software, or whatever it's called. I think it costs me like $8 a month. I don't like Asana. Asana's free, but it's like ugly. I just have this thing. I don't like it. And my team use it, but I don't. I use Todoist and I just keep all my stuff in Todoist. You can do what you want. And I also combine it with using my planner. So in my planner, I just have my goals written down that I read every day. I have my habits that I track and I have a little notebook in the back and I have the current week. So I'll write my actual appointments in my planner so that I don't have to keep looking at my online computer and I can actually map out my day in chunks in my planner. Okay, so that helps me stay offline where I can. But there are some things that are like repeated tasks every single week. I cannot be asked writing them down again and again and again. I am inherently lazy. So anything that can be repeated and automated, you can bet your bottom dollar that your girl's going to do that. Okay, so I used to Todoist. And my weekly review is this. I'm not an affiliate for Todoist, by the way. I just really like it. In their marketing, they have these like really pretty watercolor images and it just appealed to me so much. So there you go. You can also change the theme color whenever you want, which also really appeals to me because I like to change it from red to pink to yellow to orange to blue day to day. Anyway, so the same task repeats every single week, every Friday, weekly review comes up. So when it's time, I just go through each of these tasks one by one and you can literally use a piece of paper or the notes on your phone or another great app is Google Keep where you can write this down as a list and you can set it up to be tick boxes. You can tick everything off and then you can just go uncheck all ticks or untick all boxes or something once you're done. So then when you're ready to do it again, it just repeats on its own. Anyway, whatever. The main thing is don't skip the weekly review, Okay. So here's what's on my weekly review. The first thing is I clear my desk. So during the week, it will end up collecting. So right now it's only Tuesday, but I can see I've got some printed stuff. I've got the case for my headphones out here. There's like a few things just across the top of my desk, books and things like that, that I haven't really been bothered to move. But at the end of the week, I completely clear the desk. Another thing I do is I process my digital inbox. So in Todoist, and this is part of the getting things done system, I won't go too much into it, but when you have an idea, rather than acting on it straight away, you just pop it into the digital inbox, which is, hey, this is this idea and I will process it later. I'll decide what to do with it later, but you pop it into the inbox. So I process the digital inbox. Then I also process photos from the week. Now, again, I've added this one on my own but part of my weekly review i like to have my photographs organized and for years and years my photographs have not been organized i love taking photographs i love having memories i love actually making albums with my photos so if once a week i just go through and delete like random screenshots or pictures i don't need anymore or double ups or whatever just makes it a lot easier to sort them into files and then do something with them later so that's something that i'm trialing at the moment and then i go through and process my physical inbox physical inbox is a section of my drawer where I don't know if there's mail that comes in or there's bills or whatever, something that needs doing, I will process it there and then. And again, just read. Actually, you don't even need to read the whole book, getting things done. You can just go read like reviews on it and cliff notes and stuff. And you'll get the idea. In fact, Todoist has a really great cliff notes version of what's in the book and that system. So you can do that on their website. Then what I do is close down all my distractions and I go into do not disturb mode. So phone goes off, email gets closed everything. And then in my to list I will review my next actions list. So there's a section where you can allocate certain items from your projects to be done. Like this is the next thing that needs to get done in that project and I'll go through and have a look. Have I ticked any of them off? Have I completely forgotten about any of them? Then I'll review the projects that I have. So once every season I go away on a solo retreat and I set up what projects I'm going to be working on that season. And I go through the projects once a week and just tick off anything that has been done. If I haven't ticked it off, usually I have, but there might be some parts of that project that I want to get started. There might be parts of the project that I forgot about. It's just nice to go over them and review them. And then you review past and upcoming calendar items. This is really helpful because when you review what's happened in the past, then you can think about what worked and what didn't. And when you look ahead, you can start to map out how your next week is going to work and develop some systems there. Then I review my waiting for list. So again, this is part of Todoist and it's part of getting things done. Let's say I purchased a book on Amazon or In this case, I've purchased some cute little hair clips and I'm waiting for them in the mail. So I'll put them in my personal waiting for list so I don't have to keep a million emails. I don't have to remember what I've bought that hasn't arrived, it's just all sitting there. Once they arrive in the mail, I tick it off, I've got it. It might also be, I'm waiting for printing to come back. I'm waiting for someone to get back to me on a certain thing. You can use it how you want. And then once I've reviewed everything, processed everything and cleared it all, then I sit down and ask myself the weekly review questions and you can make them your own. Again, there's a link down below to a spreadsheet that you can download that I made with weekly and 90 day review questions. But if it feels too long, make it short. Just ask what worked, what didn't? What do I want to start? What do I want to stop doing? What sparked joy? What drained me? What energized me? What are my priorities for next week? And what's my self care? Questions like that. Then I look at what can be adjusted. So based on my review, I know what didn't work and what I'd like to adjust. And I make tasks for what can be adjusted from that review. So let's say I'm doing a planning project and I look at the review and I go, I only gave myself two hours. I thought it was going to take two hours. It's more like 12. (laughs) This may or may not be a thing that actually happened. and. Then I go, okay, I need to adjust this. I need to create more realistic expectations. And what's going to be adjusted is I'm going to turn this project into something a bit bigger and give myself a lot more time. Or it might be I worked so much longer than I wanted to. I worked way too many hours. And because I didn't have anything in my calendar that was fun to do at the end of the day, I just went over my typical end of the day time. So next week I'm going to book in a yoga class when I should be finishing work, for example so after you make tasks of what you want to be adjusted you might look at things you want to start in more detail perhaps in the review you realize that you really want to start on this particular project of writing your book or making a piece of art or clearing out a certain room in your house or whatever things i want to start you can start mapping out what they might be and when you want to do them then really simple i think about what my priorities are for the coming week make sure that they're in the calendar somewhere they're mapped in i look at the list of items. Again, this is a getting things done thing, which is the someday maybe list. So sometimes you'll put something in your inbox. Like I really want to do that. And as you're processing it, you go, you know what? I'm not going to do anything about this now, but I'm going to add it to the someday maybe list. And if you flick through it once a week, you might realize you have time from all your projects and you're ready to start that thing that you wanted to start. But the idea is it's out of your head and it's in the software or it's in your system. Then I think about what my monthly rituals, so this is something, this is like really nerdy. Okay, you're getting an insight into my brain. So something I like to do that makes me feel very smug is like looking at, and I learned this from Martha Stewart, (laughs) the queen of smug. Anyway, so looking at all the things you can do month to month, maybe like in the garden or seasonally with food or things I wanna do around the house and mapping them across the month. So for example, In January, I wanna make the most of the fact that it's cherry season and eat as many cherries as I can. I also might want to look at my financial plan for the rest of the year. What else in January? Making sure that I obviously put away the Christmas tree. So there are lots of things I wanna do in January. In the middle of the year, I might want to take a mid-year holiday. So in January, I might want to start planning the mid-year holiday. Every quarter, I go on a little quarterly solo retreat. So there's just systems. I can definitely make a podcast for you on this if you're interested in it. There are definitely seasonal things that you might repeat year on year on year. So in November, I tend to get ready for December. December a big month with Christmas and we're always traveling. It's the middle of summer. So there are things that you do on the regular, but if I can map them out, look at the whole list of things I just want to achieve around the house and start mapping them out during my week, then I start to really feel smug about the fact that I'm taking care of my home and I didn't really have to make it up or think about it. Like I'm doing the right gardening at the right time, if you know what I mean. So during winter, I'm like pruning my roses. You get the point, right? So that's what that means if you see it on the picture. Then the next thing I do is I get my physical planner and I get my little pages and I rip out the pages I don't need because I don't like carrying around paper that's been written on and I can't do anything with. So that comes out. If I need to fill more pages in, I add them in and I get my little weekly tracking thing ready. So in episode 55, I talked about the tracker that I have once a week I just write the list again and I start tracking for new so at the end of my weekly review then I just make sure that there's another weekly review scheduled for the week later and that's it it's taking me a long time to describe this to you but it actually doesn't take that long I allow probably 90 minutes to get the whole thing done at first it used to take a lot longer because there was more in the inbox now it's like really systemized and strategized when you're done though you have a clear desk an empty inbox, a plan for the week ahead, your whole plan is ready, a stack of lessons and insights from what worked and what didn't from the last week, life has changed and you have a blank slate to start with. It feels so good and it's so easy to be present with what you're doing when you've mapped it out beforehand. And for example, you know how long it's going to take so you're not having unrealistic projections because you've learned from last week. So if you keep it up and then you do it every week, you'll start to see less in your actual inbox and you'll start to see more things getting finished and completed properly. You'll have less overwhelm, you'll have more freedom and you'll genuinely start to feel more organized and more smug. With which is a feeling I think everybody should have more often. Do I get this right all the time? Like I know I'm sitting here like telling you what I do, I do feel quite smug about it, (laughs) like I'm quite into it, if you can't tell. No one does it perfectly, it's not about doing it perfectly, but it's about understanding that there are ways for you to achieve things without feeling overwhelmed by needing to have certain software. It's not even about the software, it's not about the notebook, it's not about anything, it's about finding your own system. So you'll start to feel actually organized and hey presto, that planner that you bought has prime position on your desk and it's actually getting used. The way that it should. So less waste as well. So that's it. What do you think? Are you going to give it a try? A weekly review? I hope you'll use my system. If not, pick five questions, see what works for you. And if you head to the show notes on my website, I've got a screenshot up there of everything on that list, what my to-do list looks like. So if you want to use to-do list, go and use that. If you want to just write it down on a piece of paper, you can do that too. You can also download the free self-coaching spreadsheet there where there's a whole matrix of questions that you can ask yourself weekly and quarterly, and you can make it your own to coach yourself and start to see the patterns and behavior of the things in your life that need focus and attention. You will start to feel organized when you bring attention to what is unconscious by reviewing weekly, and it will change your life. I promise you that. So... I hope you enjoyed this episode a little bit longer than usual. Let me know if you did. I'll make more episodes like this. In the meantime, remember, everything you want is so much closer than you think. So stay curious, stay open and review weekly. Ciao for now. Hey, my friend, before you close up today, if you love the idea of a weekly review and you would love my support, this is something we go into and I train you to become proficient at and develop a habit with over six months in the fierce salon it's not all we do but it's just part of it it's about coaching yourself to achieve anything you want for the rest of your life and the weekly review is a huge part of it if you're interested in learning more go to the fierce i'll link it below the episode if you want to talk to me about it we are opening really soon so reach out and let's have a chat